Well, today we're going to hear from an author who sees this whole weed shebang with a pretty cynical eye. I'm pleased to introduce our new friend to Cannabivarum, G. Scott Graham, author of Determining Marijuana Use in the Age of Legalization. Now, I want you to know I agree with some of his ideas, but I had to argue with others, and his book really pissed me off. I'm not sure I actually told him that. But I understand how frustrating it is to live in lies, to not trust your foods or medications or your sources, to see a ruse in everything those in charge are doing. But there is empirical knowledge, and we can determine fact from fiction. So let's see if you can catch some of our differences in framing this industry and the truth of the matter right after the intro. Welcome to Season 3 of the Cannabivarum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval yet. Using cannabis mindfully as medication is a different concept in Western healthcare philosophy, specifically of the past 100 years. There's a lot to learn and reconsider. The information you'll find here comes straight from scientists and clinicians doing the work and reporting their findings in real time through various live online outlets. The scientific truth of cannabis is finally getting out and is wide open for all to see at respected medical sites like PubMed.gov and JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association. And I'm right there in the thick of it with all those titans of medicine as a fly on the wall because I'm not a doctor, nor did I go to med school, but I did take dozens of private cannabis courses from those scientists and clinicians and still engage in continuing education offered by cannabis experts from around the world. Now I understand the bigger picture. And I talked to people all day long about cannabis and hopefully inspired them to research the facts as we know them today. Cannabis is an amazing alternative in health remedies. It can reportedly alleviate typical disease problems and troubling side effects, even those caused by synthetic prescriptions. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, not a doctor, not a scientist, raised by nuns and wolves in the verdant cattle pastures of the Oklahoma oil fields. I'm here to amplify the truth of this great big story in cannabis, in historical, political, and scientific terms, so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose to ingest. Hey, Scott, do I have you? You do have me. How are are you you? today? (laughs) I'm just great. I'm so glad that you could spend some time with us. Thank you for coming. You are welcome. You're welcome. It's a privilege to be here. I was just looking at your book, um, Determining Marijuana Use in the Age of Legalization. Uh And I noticed you just put that out um, last year. I did. I did. You know, it got published last year, but I had been working on it for uh, maybe eight months prior to that. Um, and, and, and I started thinking about the real issues 
that were facing us in the in the as substance abuse counselors and from a public health perspective, probably a good year before that. Mm. Well, you know, I, I come from two perspectives in this in the in in the book, uh, and 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 you know, there's a lot of people out there in the cannabis marijuana movement that are in 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 one of two camps they're either in a completely pro marijuana and every, and it's like the best thing since jesus to it's <laughs> like oh, yes yes it's great and then there are people in the camp that are total prohibitionists cannabis is 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 the worst thing since I don't to Jesus for their <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. can't and, win for losing. Can't win for losing. And so <laughs> so the I'm I'm in the middle ground here. I I I you know I am a a Uh oh. Did I lose you? Uh oh. Well, I don't know. I just lost did you hear me? I did hear you. Did okay, you hear me? Well, no, not at all. But I've got you now. All right. So you started to say you came. You came at this um, uh, from two different uh, perspectives. But yes. you were about to jump into that. I was telling you about my marijuana use and my little mar- marijuana farm here in Vermont. Uh, you're in Florida, right? Is that I, true? I am. I'm. I'm just so jealous. <laughs> all of a sudden, that's a, that's, you've got that's a little why marijuana I, I, farm. I, I, I wanted to I wanted to rub that in a little bit because in Florida you can't grow your own pot plant to save your soul. Boy, I am a farm girl from Oklahoma, and so this hurts my soul. It does. You know, I can't I can't touch the plant. I can only consume it, but I can't love it and grow it and you know pick a seed or none of that. No, no. Legislators down here just you know insanely um, naive about cannabis science and that's a nice nice way to talk about bigotry and and um conservativeness well i'm trying to learn how to because (laughs) i have to speak to the idiots and it just pisses me off and when i get angry i can't think straight and i can't say what i want to so i'm practicing on you (laughs) you're doing a good job thank you um yeah I, i have a i have a friend who is who was uh, uh, it was like two years ago? He um he is he he is he's he's like seventy. He's in his seventies, so he really can't smoke. Uh, but when he when you know because of his age, he's it's just it's just not healthy for him. And but he so badly wanted to um, grow marijuana and produce marijuana because Aww. he wanted to do it his whole life, <laughs> but he couldn't. And so he gave me some plants of, um, you know, he, he was such a uh, connoisseur that he just didn't go out and get any pot plant. He got, oh. he got Gorilla Glue number four. He cherry-picked those babies for <laughs> he did, you. He, he's like, this is an award-winning marijuana plant and i'm like yeah whatever and and um i grew this and i you know i smoked it one evening and i'm like oh my god i cannot get off the couch how am i gonna go to bed (laughs) i like crawled up the stairs to i'm like why didn't you tell me that this i said i thought this was like an award-winning plant like you know i was thinking like (laughs) wine or something like that he goes no it's really good he's like was it good and i'm like oh hell's bells 
the last thing I heard you say was, was it good? <laughs> I know you're still hearing me, but I can't hear you. Oh, yet. There you are. Okay. And so, so let me ask you this. Did he, um, it, was he ever able to imbibe in with cannabis? A, a little bit. Um, but he's become quite the witch doctor in our area. Cause he's, he's, he makes, um, um, uh, cannabis butter, cannabis bomb mixes. Oh, we call those alchemists now. <laughs> <laughs> he is really popular with everybody else in our small little town. Um, That's awesome. Oh, so, he is. He must be very well loved. <laughs> he is. He's like the you know. He's like the I don't know the Easter Bunny. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, no, the the granddaddy ganja. Yeah, the right, town. Right. Right. So. That's a so, cool story. So, but you've got some property up there in Vermont and when it legalized, you were able to grow some pot. Yes. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm a hundred, I'm on, I'm on 107 acres <gasps> and, and, um, that's decent acreage. That is decent acreage. And so I, um, and it was really nice to be able to, um, grow this. How many times do you process uh, a year? Are you going, I'm assuming you're growing outside. Yeah, I've, I've got a little greenhouse to get going. We have a very, you know, short season here yeah. in Vermont. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, you know, really, it's just once a year as a, as a growing season, you know, you get it going in the spring, and then, you know, harvest in the fall, get a bunch of plants growing. I'm just wondering, how do you produce up there? And uh, do you sell to dispensaries? I don't know how that works in Vermont. Friends, I've heard you complain long enough about how to find trustworthy and consistent over-the-counter CBD products, and I've taken a new position on the subject. I'm proud of my affiliation with Dr. Dustin Sulak. His Healer CBD products can be shipped to all 50 states. Healer products will give you a full-spectrum, whole-plant, entourage effect of all the compounds that grow naturally in the cannabis plant. You'll have the best opportunity to manage your aches and pains or anxiety or spasming organs with a full-spectrum, whole-plant product because all the natural compounds will work perfectly together in synergy within your body to manage what's happening. You may recall that I've been taking the acidic version of his cannabidiol or CBDA product. It has everything plus a lot more of the compound which Dr. Sulak and other leaders in this industry have found to be more potent, thereby using less, which ends up making a big difference to your wallet. But it also adds many benefits to your body. Find out more about Dr. Dustin Sulak's CBDA product and the value it can add to your life. Ship directly to your front door. Click on my Sweet Savings link below and start lifting your quality of life with Healer CBD products today. You were about to tell me what got you into, I understand that you're up there and you're growing your own and now you've got this primo product from Granddaddy Kush, the town grandpa. <laughs> right. Who everybody right. loves. Yeah. And, he, and he, he's got you started in this really primo stuff. What are you doing with it? So this is just homegrown stuff for me and friends. You know, I make my, 
I grow my own marijuana. I make my own um, Acer Glen, which is honey and maple syrup that you turn into booze. I what? make my own uh, cider. Can and so you, this is just kind of part that? of the. I can give you my address. <laughs> <laughs> you sound um, like an old farm boy up there having some fun with what you're growing. <laughs> I, I I am all the way across with with all of these pieces. I'm trying to, you know, I, I I'm trying to move into the into the direction of of kind of more self sustained stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, the, uh, if, if you pulled out the, the, the book by the good life by, um, Helen and Scott Nearing, where they talk about living in Vermont and doing their piece, that would be me. Ooh. Um, and so, you know, I'm trying, I'm working to, to do that. So with, uh, one of the things that, that, that happened with my huge marijuana crop, cause I like it, you know, I don't smoke that much but you know <laughs> i really like it i had so much it's it was the equivalent of of zucchinis i don't know if you, if you remember in oklahoma in this you know people grows would grow plant zucchinis and then there's this sometime in the summer where there are so many zucchinis out there there's right. zucchini pies zucchini breads and that's right there's zucchinis because they have so much they zucchini. grow like weeds <laughs> yes that's exactly i still had a big bag of a uh, big grocery shopping bag full of of um you know, all my harvest from last year and year before. And I'm like, would you like some? Would you like some? Well, I'm wondering what the degradation is on that, uh, you know, on that weed that's been sitting around for a year or so. But I'm sure it's going to be wonderful, no matter how old it gets. Yeah, with the, I, you know, with, with, the, with the concentrate, with the concentrates, how concentrated it is, you know, I could yeah. probably sit around and be degraded yeah. for, yeah. for many years and it would, it would be back to the way it was when I was in high school, right? So, God knows what I smoked back then. Well, it was, you know, 10 or 11 or 12%, nothing like what they're growing today. That's for sure. No. No. Uh, so are you doing or using any of the acidic version of your grow for yourself? You know, no. You, no? Okay. No. Cause it's really helpful to just wonder. Yeah. I'm certainly an advocate. I certainly grow my own. I certainly am, you know, pro marijuana, but I bring to this the, you know, concern around uh, the rapid growth the lack of regulation, the lack of measurements across states, uh, the lack of, of really purposeful planning on the part of legislators to manage this. Um, and so it really leaves it up to the consumer to try to figure out what the hell is going on when they go buy any marijuana product. It's so inconsistent across products. It is so inconsistent about across uh, uh, 
stores, different stores with the, with the same product. You can go get tincture at one store, tincture at another store, and you have to try to decipher the potency of these products. Really makes it tough on the uh, on the consumer. And the, the rapid spread of this is, is, in my opinion, going to create a huge public health crisis um, because they haven't thought it out. They haven't thought it out. I agree with uh, you and, completely. I, I'm, I, and it's already started because somebody can go see a substance abuse. I went to see my doctor. Here's mm -hmm. the story. I went to see my doctor, and he asked me, you know, you drink. I get, that's part of my annual physical, and that's one of the cue questions they ask. How much do you drink? And people know, like, you know, it, it's, it's all over the place. If you drink more than, like, five glasses of wine, that's a lot I know. If you drink five glasses of wine, that's you probably have a problem if you're drinking five glasses of wine a day. Um, and, and so he asked me about my alcohol use, and we finished. And I'm like, don't you want to know about my marijuana use? And he says, well, uh, sure. And so well, I, no, I told him all my marijuana use. He had no clue. He yeah. had no clue as to yeah. is that good? Is that bad? Is that a problem? Is that healthy? Uh, and, and as more and more people start in, in engaging with the marijuana industry and cannabis products, they are going to be, you know, there could be health issues that come up and we just don't know. And because it's not a standardized measurement, it's a crapshoot. It's, it's crazy to me. It is crazy to me that we can go to the grocery store and we can look on the back of a bag of fucking Oreos and know how much fat is in it, how much calories in it, and be able to compare the Oreos to the items in the cheese section because it's got a standardized nutritional labeling piece on it. And we can't do that with marijuana. It's crazy. That's called, that's called government oversight to keep the public <sighs> health and safe. safe. And so you're absolutely right. The government has not taken a stance yet of leadership on cannabis. And that's yeah. why we're complaining and why we must continue to complain to them because they are allowing the, uh, the legacy market and, and customers to dictate what's happening and the religious frightened to dictate what's happening, you know, in all these small towns, not in my backyard. Oh no, you're not. You know, uh, yeah, it used to be, it used to be down here in Florida that uh, you couldn't find a dispensary in town. You'd have to go out to the industrial section and that's mm -hmm. because they didn't want it in their backyard, but they didn't think about the old farts who were, you know, uh, hobbling into these places with, with pockets full of cash on walkers with cannulas dragging an air tank so they could go get their medication from the medical marijuana dispensary that the damn state legalized. And so now this person is a, a, you know, a potential victim for robbery as he's hobbling in because everybody in Florida knows there's no banking and you got to right, carry right. cash. 
you know, or you have to be savvy enough to be able to work one of the money app. Right, right. ATM machines. Yeah, your roof from your debit card. And so and that's just because of the ridiculous uh, rulings of these naive legislators that don't know a fucking thing about what they're doing and what the consequences are of their actions. And so, no, I'm really upset about it. And I I fuss about it. And I'm um, I'm about ready to go get up in their face down here in Melbourne, Florida. But um, I on the same token. You know, I, I'm so grateful. I've got five different dispensaries within 20 minutes of me. And yet I'm so goddamn mad about having to go into a dispensary and decipher what the fuck they're saying to me. Because they talk about indicas and sativas and they don't tell me what's in the profile of that product that I'm trying to buy. And I've been in this industry for a half a dozen years. I know what I'm talking about. I understand cannabis, but I can't understand the bud tenders because all they're telling me is it's an indica. It's a sativa. It's a hybrid and it makes them feel good. They like it. So why don't I buy it? And it's frustrating. I hate going into a dispensary and they hate seeing me come. And that's not a happy place to be for either a a patient or, uh, you know, a a, a semi uh, professional medical marijuana bud tender. Right. Right. And you think about this, honey, as you're talking about this issue, you're an educated consumer. That's right. The consumers that are strolling in mm-hmm. have have a a a one percent of the education. Hardly, have. yeah, I know. And, right, and 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 they get and sold the old... horseshit every time. <laughs> yeah the 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 mantra, go slow and start low, or is it start mm-hmm. low and go slow? Yeah. whatever. Yeah, that that is such ridiculous bullshit because that is no way to I mean can you imagine if they if if instead of going to when you go to the liquor store instead of having 20 proof 80 proof you know instead of having you know this this awareness that a glass of wine equals uh, um, a bottle of beer equals a shot of 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 hard liquor Right. We all know. Instead of that type of stuff, instead of having a piece where they can say, "Okay, if you're driving down the road and you're over .08, that's a, you're gonna get a DWI." Can you imagine if they had none of that for liquor and people just went out to bars and were told, "Start low and go yeah, slow." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for bringing up that point because how do you start low and go slow with a concentrate? How do you titrate a concentrate? You can't. You can't microdose a concentrate. It's yeah. concentrate. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. however many times potent the real, you know, the original thing is. So right. uh, I, I, I'm, I, I, it's an infuriating situation. And the language of cannabis continues to roll under our feet because of uh, the Schedule One debacle. And the Schedule One debacle continues until Biden lets loose. And I right. don't right. know what his problem is, but he's one of the he's one of the original problem makers for this. So you know he he was one of the original. Well, I ugh, sorry, 
<sighs> so <laughs> the, de- the Democrats need to stand up with the same fervor that Trump did. If if Trump were a Democrat and had, you know, with his zeal, forget about his political, if he had the orientation of a Democrat and Trump were in office, that would be legal. Because he would, and, and there would be fighting in the courts or this or that, but he would pass something or order someone to make I'm something sorry. happen. And, and, and we'd be dealing with the fallout and complaining about it, but he would act. He would act. Who, um, who, who did you say would act? Did you say that if Trump? If, if Trump were in office and his orientation was Democrat, Forget, pretend that Trump was a Democrat. Oh, oh, with his no. <laughs> with his fervor and zeal, he would have just passed some executive order or well, told he had plenty. In some he had place. plenty of yeah. opportunity to do that when he was in office, but uh, right. Well, he he doesn't. He's not pro marijuana. He's right? not pro human. He, he's not pro human. He's not. pro life. He's not pro animal. He's not pro fucking human. So, you know, he doesn't give a shit about what Trump. other people want. He's yes, pro- he, but he, but he's I, I, I have no evidence that Trump is human. So, you know. That orange I, glow is from I'm planet. sorry. It's just, you know, he's just, he's, too, he's just too disconnected from humanity to be called a human. Yeah. So, but anyway. No, I'm the, sorry. The, and the other piece, honey. Yeah. The other piece, honey, around this stuff that I am just so sick of hearing about is the how potent, you know, the, the, the news media, how potent marijuana is, how, you know, how, and, and, and all they talk about is, you know, four years ago, marijuana was this, and now marijuana is this, it's really potent. Well, you know, if it's labeled, who gives a shit? Really, because if you know this, you could say, "Oh man, vodka is much more potent than beer." Well, right? We, but and who so cares? We don't drink you, vodka like beer. Exactly, because exactly. it's labeled correctly, right? Exactly. We and we and we understand this is what you do. So if you go get, you know, a a uh uh some some bud that you're smoking or you go get a concentrate or you as as long as you understand what the potency is you're going to have no issues consuming marijuana but it's a crapshoot the problem is not that marijuana is more potent the problem is that people haven't been educated about the different potencies and nothing's labeled so it's a crapshoot when you consume they've also been given misinformation about the language in cannabis and they don't know they don't know what to call it what to ask or how to use or yeah. how to determine safety. They don't know any yeah. of those. And yeah. so <clears throat> every bud tender and every dispensary is different. And they're giving different shit, different information and misinformation out. And, yeah. and, uh, and until the standardization starts taking place. And I want you to know 
there is good news about that. There are government agencies like the ASTI, I believe it's called, and I can't remember all the names of that acronym, but it's the government agency. Maybe it's not government, but it's the agency that oversees all standardization of medical la 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 and all that so they're busy doing this they are i know those people are doing i'm watching them do this and so yeah there was there was a meeting of the national conference of weights and measures just a month ago right and and they voted to they had a series of cannabis proposals and they voted on these and i think Two of the measures were rejected, but some other stuff came about. Unfortunately, this is the unfortunate piece. The National Conference on Weights and Measures is a 501c6 not-for-profit. It's not a government agency. Yeah. It is just, it's like the Chamber of Commerce. But it's an organization. Yeah, it's a a trusted organization in in the, the, The government still needs to act. Right. Agreed. The government still needs to act. Agreed. They have to back stuff. these Man. things. They just have yeah. to. And they will eventually. But, you know, that all comes falls back on our back to vote. We've got right. to vote the right people in. And there's got the to be piece. standards. There's got to be standards for politicians. And there aren't any. Obviously, if Trump could get in and make <laughs> fucking president. And, and I heard somebody tell me that the country needs to be run like a business. Well, bullshit. This country is not a business. This country is a live spirit and philosophy of, uh, you know, many, many, many different cultures living side by side and disagreeing with each other. Hey, my friends, I want to give you a tip about a neurologist I know and trust. Dr. Anthony Mazzo is a highly rated specialist here in Melbourne, Florida, one of the first physicians to research and study cannabis since 2016 when it was legalized in Florida. Well, now, Dr. Mazzo is not quick to prescribe traditional synthetic chemicals when he knows that this gentle live plant therapy will likely give needed relief. Now, I know this to be true because I had to see him for my own old lady neuropathy issues. You see, he's a neurologist. And he didn't prescribe the usual stuff. He told me to go get a particular kind of cannabis instead and use it in a very specific way to find relief. And that is what every doctor in America should have in their little black bag. His clinic details will be in my show notes for you. Why? Because he's a trusted cannabis expert in the field of neurology, right here in Melbourne, Florida. Dr. Anthony Mazzo at the Brevard Neuro Center on NASA Boulevard. See his details in my show notes. Honey, if we applied that philosophy to Trump, we would say, let's look at all the businesses he started that went out of business. (laughs) And that that failed. (laughs) I don't know a single, I don't know a single successful business he's had. Do you? I can't name any of them. You remember Trump steak? Oh, There was Trump steak. You know, there was a whole book. Trump University. Right. Um, All of that. Right. So, no, he's getting his comeuppance. You know, honey, in my in my book, at the at the very last piece of my book, I wrote the book, and then I and then after talking to some other educators who wrote um, uh, the 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 preface of the book and and wrote um uh, you know kind of an overview, I I I wrote another section in the appendix, and I said, you know what we need, we need 
a hookah. Now, you can call it anything you want, but I call in my appendix, I said, we need a hookah in the marijuana industry, in the cannabis industry, and we, so that we can say, okay, this joint is four hookahs. This candy bar is one hookah. This, you know, Keith is <laughs> 10 hookles. If we had, if everything was graded by hookles, we wouldn't, we would know. You could just make up some, make up a name and then say, this is the standard piece. And we would know, you know what? I'm a, I'm a, you know, like somebody says, you know what? I can only have two beers and that's my limit. We'd have somebody say, you know what? I'm, I'm a three hookle person. If I have more than three hookles in an hour, I'm going to be in trouble. Um, yeah. Or I'm going to go to bed tonight. I just want one hookle. That helps me fall asleep. And they could do it. Doesn't matter what form you take it in, whether it's a cookie, a candy bar, a potato chip, whether you smoke it, whether you, however yeah, you do but, it. Oh man, we got to be able to figure out how to determine what a hookle is, though. That's it. That's because it. there's like there's thousands of compounds in cannabis, not just hundreds. But thousands, right. and they—they've only named, you know, just a tiny few of them. So, right, well, you know, and if we can, if we can send a person into space, we can figure out what a hookah is. I—I I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, come on. Yeah. We're we're focused on taking, you know, doing doing recreational trips for billionaires into space. And at the same time, all this cannabis information is not being regulated like it should. Well, that's right. I'm, you know, I'm so happy to hear about your advocacy with this plant. Also, that you're able to grow your own. That's the coolest part that we don't get to do down here yet. And, uh, and that you're having success in helping so many people understand what the issues are. Because only with understanding can we make changes, you right. know, that'll benefit all of us and, and help everybody, not just a few. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm having a ball doing this. I hope you are too. I am. This is a great conversation. It, is it's great really, conversation. It, and it's wonderful to be able to uh, keep an eye on the country, to see how it's all going to shake out, to understand what the, you know, what the grassroots uh, uh, groups that are coming up, because now um, a pharmacist is not just um, a person who's gone through you know, medical school. Now they're doctors. They're actual yes. farm farm D's, and they Correct. are actually uh, going through uh, cannabis courses up in the uh, Maryland School of Pharmacy and getting degrees in cannabis and chemistry and all of that and all of that, and yeah. coming out with expertise and expert knowledge in what's inside the plant. As to what we've just what we've discovered up to now, I mean, talking about the daddy of, of cannabis, uh, uh, Raphael Mashulam's ninety two years old, still a lab rat in uh, Israel, trying to figure uh -huh. out what's in cannabis, and so we've right. got you know we've got incredible masterminds at this now. 
and digging into what the truth is. And these naysayers, they can put their hands over their ears and say, you know, uh, don't bother me with the facts. I know what I believe. But they cannot deny science because that is, yes. of the empirical values of truth. So then. Although there are people out there that still deny science. <laughs> well, they deny, yeah. Well, hell's bells. You know, that's just me. There, there are people are out there. Eternal optimist. Right. Yeah. I, um, my own 89-year-old uh, spouse just told me a few days ago that he doesn't believe a word of this cannabis bullshit. He listens to all those guys that I listen to. He means the scientists I, I listen to. And uh -huh. uh, he says, I don't believe a word of it. I saw something on Facebook and I just, you know, my eyes started uh, vibrating in the back of my head. And I'm like going numb and thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here's my own husband lives with me 24-7. Doesn't believe a word I've been saying for the last six years about <laughs> cannabis. What have I done wrong? You know, and that's just the obstacle that we're up against. Right. The, the, right. the fear and propaganda that people have been fed for the last hundred years is mm -hmm. so huge that my own husband, I mean, he listens to cannab true cannabis science on my podcast over the loudspeaker all day long. And he mm -hmm. just had mm -hmm. the nerve to say that to me. I'm like, this is a very tough problem getting past people's fear and their own decision that this is bullshit. Right. Right. Yeah. So people have, so, so another piece that's out there that I feel like I need to just put out for folks, there's this myth. Cannabis is not addictive. And now let me rephrase that, that you cannot become addicted to cannabis. Uh, and I've heard this from on, on, on a number of people. Or like, yeah, pot's safe, right? It's not like it's not like alcohol. Pot's safe because you're not going to get addicted, and that is just not true. That is a complete myth. Those folks who say that cannabis is not addictive are simply saying, and this is true, there is not a physiological addiction to cannabis that builds in the body like there is. With heroin. And that's right? what they're with, thinking. But that's what that's, they're thinking of. That is not the definition. Okay. So that we is have not to the educate. definition of addiction. Okay. Yeah, but we because, have to educate the people. Because here's the flip side, kids. And, there's the, and this is the same thing that is true about the stupid. And I know that this is, that this is a, uh, you know, another hot topic because you cannot go to the doctor now and get some sort of narcotic painkiller because they've all swung in the other direction because of the of the of the drug pushing pharmaceutical companies that were trying to make all this money on oxycodone. Well, if it's so, a if litigious a, subject, yeah. Right. If if there's a person who has has legitimate pain and they are taking uh oxycodone for example so you see the big the big boy they're taking oxycodone for their pain yeah. they are going to develop 
tolerance over time to that oxycodone, and they're going to have to take more oxycodone to deal with their pain and have the mitigating effects of that substance to alleviate their pain. That's actually why marijuana is much better uh, tool for pain than these yes, substances is. yes but, it is. um these folks that are that are legitimate pain, pain taking legitimate painkillers for their pain and develop a tolerance they're not addicted they have a physiological tolerance to that but that's not the definition of addiction okay the well defini- give us a definition the, so here's the definition i'll give you a simple definition all two right. things to look for. Two things. Only two. Well, there's more, okay. but these are the two core things. One, you're using it to cope. You're using it to cope. You're using it for relief. That's kind of the term. So, so, so I'll come back to this. So you're using it for relief. And then the second part of it is some aspect of your life is fucked up because of your use. Very simple. Those two things need to happen. So you see somebody who, um, again, let's just talk about alcohol. <laughs> somebody who's coming home and they drink on a regular basis. No big problem. At some point, if they're moving into the ro- world of addiction, they need a drink to relax. They come home and they say or they think, I need to have a drink because it's been a hard day. I need to have a drink because I'm really stressed out. Um, you see this with smokers, people that smoke cigarettes, right? When, when, the, when the stress rises around people with, with cigarettes, uh, they start smoking more because the nicotine becomes a coping skill for them. Right. Uh, start off as a coping skill but it became a coping skill and that's a problem because then what you then you become you need that piece to cope with the stress that's why when somebody stops smoking cigarettes or stuff they you know they talk about stress management meditation all these things because those people have lacked coping skills so coping skills is the one so somebody somebody smoking pot for uh, you know, I am, you know, I'm, I'm a recreational user. I'm only talking about recreational users, not somebody who is smoking because they've, you know, they've, they're anxious and they're, and they've got a marijuana card for that piece. You talking mean about your recreational they're a patient. Yes. So you're not so, uh, talking this... about patients. You're talking about rec- recreational users who might become addicted to using cannabis because of the way that they're using it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because patients who are using cannabis for, ang- let's say, anxiety, right? My right. doctor prescribed me marijuana because I'm anxious, and so I'm taking it that. Or I'm taking marijuana for pain, right? So it's so, but in the anxious piece, that marijuana is being used to help that person cope because they have a legitimate, you know medical psychological issue that's being treated that's like somebody who has pain taking oxycodone yeah right? man i sure hope that patient is taking a low dose of thc uh, yes. for anxiety because <laughs> right. uh, thc is is uh, not exactly an anxiolytic uh, right um, yes yeah. you're <laughs> you right know, it, it yeah. can really and and the other thing about uh, 
cannabis is that it's biphasic. So at one dosage, it will uh, help you do one thing, but at another dose, it can do exactly the opposite. So you must, I'm just, and my audience knows this, I'm just reiterating something I say all the time. You really got to be careful about your dosage with THC if you have anxiety. So anyway, uh, I'm so glad you brought all of that up. And I agree with you about habitual using as a recreational user, it's very easy to slip into, um, you know, uh, habitual use. I, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of loath to say, pardon me. I'm kind of loath to say that they can um, become addicted to it when I feel like it's, it's not, you know, it's, I understand it's not a physical addiction, but I feel like a habitual addiction is very easy to fall right. into. Yeah. Yeah. If people can Especially be, if people, if people can are get, already get a smoker, to... you know, yes. it's very easy yeah. to vape and, and then your vaping concentrates. So you can't, you can't, uh, you know, control uh, your dosage with concentrates when you're vaping those uh, at all. And you just, and that hand to mouth thing. Oh man, I used to be a smoker and I'm still pardon me <clears throat> i'm so sorry there's a lot of pollen down oh, here see, I thought you were right coughing because you used to be a smoker oh no that, that is <laughs> i i just took my dogs out i got a hot yeah right i got i just took my little wolves out for a walk and and the pollen's real thick down here in florida right now and so it just you know <laughs> clogs up your throat but but i yeah. appreciate the the uh fact that that recreational users are in for a hard time. I agree with you. Right. And I worry so much about- I can get addicted to internet porn, honey. Oh, yeah, um, really? That came out wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, well, and, but they can. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if someone can get addicted to gambling, if some mm-hmm. those, and those pieces don't, neither of those have a physiological component. I mean, there's a trigger right. to that stuff, but it's not like, you, it's not like heroin. Right. right. It's not like, oh, now I feel terrible. And the only way I can feel better is to watch some porn. No, that's right. it's, it's people use them as a coping tool. And then the other piece that I said, some of your life has to get fucked up. Like, yeah, I'm talking about like your relationship, your work, right. your right. school, you know, you used to be on the football team or the basketball team or you used to go running. And now you're just home in a haze of smoke. Oh. That's the problem. Uh, and, well, that um, sounds like depression to me, too. And if you're not being helped by cannabis with that depression, then you're not using it right. 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 Well said. Exactly. Yeah. So there, you know, learning how to be mindful about cannabis use is something that recreational users would benefit from the, mm-hmm. you know, from those who, from medical marijuana patients who are being taught that to be mindful about what cannabis they choose, whether it's hemp or medical marijuana, and uh, what uh, terpene profile is in uh, either one of those, and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and the effect that you're looking for, and then titrating to find your sweet spot so uh we we practice microdosing down here and so that we mm-hmm. uh learn not to build up our tolerance and um microdosing has been a big a big thing down here in florida but i don't ever hear that coming out of the mouths of a 
um, a rec user, a recreational user. No. So, hey, no. listen, tell my audience how they can get in touch with you if you'd like for them to yeah, and, uh, and where if, to find if your they wanna, Yeah. So the easiest way to find me is gscottgram.com. That's my main author website, G-S-C-O-T-T-G-R-A-H-A-M.com. And uh, it'd be great if you put that in the show notes. So I, if someone clicks on I that, will. Yeah, they can, that's the easy way to find me. You can also type into Google G. Scott Graham author, and then look for the guy with the long hair, not the guy who wrote the mystery novels. That's I've got that straight now. (laughs) That's another. I would love to write a mystery novel someday. That's on my to do list. That's my well. Then there it comes. So I'm glad to hear it. I am on your uh, gscottgraham.com, and uh, I I think I'm seeing a bunch of people climbing. Uh, a very large uh, structure. Thing. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's, it's yeah, it was, it, I used to work for Outward Bound that, that video that you're, that, that is, oh, there is, great. um, people climbing a climbing tower on oh. Thompson Island Education Center in Boston, Mass. That's awesome. Scott, I want to thank you so much for coming today and sharing your story and your advocacy for cannabis. It's very important to open our mouths and say what is truth about cannabis. And I appreciate you so much. Will you come back and talk to us again? Vote. Yes! Vote, Vote, people. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you, honey. Do come back and see us again sometime, won't you? I will. Thank you very much. You've been listening to another Cannabivarum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls, that's me, about the importance of using verifiably safe products. The process of getting a diagnosis from your family doctor and taking your records to a cannabis specialist can lead you to the correct cannabinoid therapy for those issues. Otherwise, you're just your own guinea pig looking for answers without any foundational knowledge or ability to determine the best choices or strategies. To find a qualified cannabis expert to help you in your area, visit CannabisClinicians.org. It is a National Society of Cannabis Experts, and you'll see that link down in my show notes. Unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, please regard all street weed as contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system who already has inflammatory issues like arthritis or IBS, fibromyalgia, or worse. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you found value and understanding through my podcast. I have many more thoughts upon the subject that go in a more spiritual direction. So in that vein of humanity, please join my brand new live stage on Clubhouse every Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Look for Cannabis Church with Cannabiverum. It's the spiritual version of my podcast and we're live. So you can ask questions and inspire others with your own wisdom. Get there for live conversation with my learned friends, and if you miss, you can catch replays at a convenient time. Cannabis Church with Cannabiverum on Clubhouse, Sundays at 8 a.m. Eastern.